one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Would you be the jerk for calling somebody overweight if they were judging you and your weight to begin with? We'll get to that in a bit, but first, am I the jerk for how I responded when my fiancé's sister commented on my flat chest? To get this out of the way, I'm a flat-chested girl. I suffered from health issues and growth problems, so I'm small, but I'm proud of myself. My fiancé and I went over to his parents' house for his niece's birthday. I wore a sweetheart-shaped dress, and my sister-in-law, Mel, who always comments on my chest, saw the dress and went like, This dress needs boobs. You ain't got any. I ignored her, but then at dinner, she asked if I was planning on getting a plastic surgery before the wedding so that I don't ruin the wedding dress. I found this offensive, especially when others were watching. I said nothing, but when we were sitting in the living room later, Mel suddenly started wiping her nose and trying to clear it. It's stuffed due to the cold, apparently. She has a large nose, so I smiled and asked, Do you need help with that? I could get the plunger for you. She was stunned and the room got awkward after her husband was laughing. She was fuming and told my fiancé that I stepped out of line and ruined her daughter's birthday with my words that humiliated her. My fiancé said I shouldn't have caused a scene after his parents told us to leave. I explained how her comments made me feel, but he said she said it was out of concern, but my comment was out of hate. Does anybody else just agree that this is a red flag? The fiancé saying that the sister-in-law's words were out of concern? Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy getting to decide whether or not all of these people are jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is... Am I the jerk for politely telling my husband's boss's girlfriend to be a little bit more discreet at a party? My husband's boss at the small startup he works on was throwing a huge party for 2023, celebrating a big contract and funding round they landed, despite the recession I suppose. He's clearly doing well because he couldn't wait to show off his newly landscaped yard with pool and jacuzzi, new Mercedes and a clear trophy girlfriend. This trophy girlfriend literally had nothing to talk about, hardly played host, and just wandered off halfway through the party into their jacuzzi and basically stripped down to just her bottoms. This was like less than 50 feet away from a party full of people, including four kids around four to seven years, including my five-year-old daughter. I was appalled, waited to see if she would be out in a few minutes or something, but then decided to wander over and politely tell her, and I quote, Hey, this is a lovely party, but there are some kids around. Would you mind putting something on or saving it for after the kids' bedtime? She barely acknowledged me. I felt awkward and left. I guess 10 minutes later or so, she wandered off, talked to his boss, and then the boss came over to my husband and gives him an earful. Now, I'm the terrible person because the boss apparently told my husband that I was rather impolite with his girlfriend, and he hoped that I'd have a talk when we were invited over again in the future. Does anybody else think that OP's the jerk just for calling her a trophy girlfriend? Our next story is, am I the jerk for being racist to my son's girlfriend? 
I, 39-year-old male, have a son, 17-year-old male, who recently got a girlfriend. His girlfriend is black and a very nice, kind, and beautiful young lady. I've met her and invited her for dinner and family events plenty of times, and she's a joy to be around. But recently, my mother's been staying with us because she's recovering from a surgery she had, and she's going on 70 years old, so she can't do much on her own. Long story short, my mother is a classic racist and being a raging narcissist, and she's not one to hold back from her opinions. I showed her a photo of my son and his girlfriend, and she went on a two-hour rant about bloodlines and kept saying they don't look right, and when I said she was coming to dinner, she said she doesn't want the girl near her because it'll disturb her. So last minute, I told her she couldn't come. My son's been trying to invite his girlfriend over every day since, but I said no multiple times due to his grandmother being her and her saying that she doesn't want her near her. I just don't want any problems. But he argues that I'm being a complacent racist by even allowing her to be here, and even more so for not allowing her to come over to protect a racist. He says I should have told her to leave the moment my mother said all that stuff. But my mother is an elderly woman who can hardly make it on her own as it is. Definitely much harder after surgery. Though I don't agree with her, I can't just leave her to fend for herself. I literally don't know what to do. My wife says my son's right about me being complacent. But of course, she'd agree because her and my mother don't get along well. I know I'm not a darn racist. But now everyone's saying I'm aiding one by taking my mother's side. So, am I the jerk? By giving in to her demands, you are being complacent with it. It might be scary to sit down and talk to elderly mom and say, your racist views are not okay. But I mean, you either put your foot down and deal with this, or you be complacent with racism. Our next story is, am I the jerk for using a family parking even though I don't have kids? So I, female 27, went to do some grocery shopping today and I'm still having a hard time processing what just happened. I'm child-free but disabled. I have a small mobility disability. I am able to walk but I need a cane to support myself. I also have regular bad pain from too much walking. I do have a disability sign for my car. So when I went shopping today, all the disabled parkings were taken. As always, mostly by people without plates. Sigh, okay. I decided to use one of those family parking spots instead because I just can't get out of or into the car a lot of times with regular spots, especially if people park way too close to the driver's door. I didn't feel entirely comfortable, but I thought a disabled person being in need for this spot should be understandable. I was wrong. When I came back to my car, a woman in her 40s bolted at me with her kid that was maybe like 6 years old, but not on a pram or anyhow, and shouted at me, You don't look like you got children. I was very confused but promptly figured she was upset about the parking spot. I apologized and tried to explain myself but she kept cutting me off. Apparently she had been to the store manager demanding my car to be towed because she saw me leaving my car without children but the employee denied which made her even more mad. She told me she's sick of people like me being entitled to her parking spot so I'm here looking for honest feedback. Am I the jerk for using a spot for families because the disabled spots were all taken? Should I have waited for one to open up? I love that OP made sure to clarify that this 6 year old was not in a pram. Those kinds of spots are meant for pregnant women or kids with babies in strollers. It's like the special seats on buses for the exact same thing. 
So this lady's a huge hypocrite saying, oh, you're taking my spot. And let's be real, the average person, if they see somebody get out of a family parking spot using a cane, you're probably going to be a little understanding, right? This next story is, am I the jerk for posting the reasons that I excluded some people from my child-free wedding? My sister got married last summer. She had a very elegant and beautiful wedding and reception planned. It was child-free. She sent a gracious note to everyone who sent their regrets and thanked them for understanding her desires for her wedding and respecting them enough to RSVP in the negative. She also invited them to a party later that summer at her home if they wanted to take pictures with her and her wedding party in their fancy clothes. I thought it was well handled and classy. Several people didn't understand the meaning of child-free and brought their kids anyways. One screamed through the ceremony and the mom would not leave the chapel because she didn't want to cause a fuss. There were no extra places for them at the reception, so their parents had to share their food with them. The worst was the kid that wanted a cupcake off the table the wedding cake was on. He lost his balance, tipped the wedding cake onto the floor. My dad saved it, but there was a handprint on the lowest tier and a lot of cupcakes hit the floor. All in all, it was four families that brought uninvited children. My wedding invitations just went out over Christmas. We're getting married in May. I know this is a long time, but we have a lot of of out-of-town, country, and even continent guests we hope will come. We didn't invite these families to our wedding. We have a Facebook group for the wedding for people to share pictures and memories that we might put in the wedding video. They found out about the group and posted to my personal page about being excluded and asking why we're not inviting them. I messaged them privately and asked them to take down their posts and explain that my wedding was smaller and I wasn't having as many guests as my sister. They went public again and witched about me excluding them for no good reason. So I posted the receipts. I posted a video my cousin sent me of the kid crying during the ceremony and the parents doing nothing. The video of the kid freaking out because he had to share trout for supper. The before and after pictures of the wedding cake table. And I also asked if they knew in advance that they were not supposed to bring their kids to the wedding. Then everyone started piling on to them. I guess there was a lot of stuff I missed, including one of them changing a kid on the table with the guest book because the closest bathroom did not have a baby station. Now they're all calling me a jerk for embarrassing them for having children and wanting to be part of family events. I said they could not understand why rules were in place and that this is why they weren't invited. My uncle posted about how embarrassed he was that his daughter was one of these entitled jerks and offered to pay my sister for the cake that got wrecked. He'd been unable to attend and hadn't heard about the cake. So am I the jerk? Definitely not the jerk. Amazing keeping the receipts and just owning them right then and there. Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my brother why I don't talk with our father? I, 32-year-old male, have not had a good relationship with my dad, the reason being the pressure he put me on. If I had anything less than a 90 out of 100, he would be disappointed at me and tell me I was a failure and I would never be anyone in life. I still remember he and my mom fighting. She always defended me saying I was doing my best, but he would always scream that my best wasn't enough. When I was 12, I got 83 out of 100 in a math test and I freaked out. I remember coming home crying. Thankfully, my dad was at work and I begged my mom not to tell my dad. I guess seeing a 12-year-old boy freaking out for a grade that even the teacher thought was great was enough and my mom divorced my dad. 
I believe that was the moment he understood he screwed up and tried to apologize. My mom always wanted me to have a good relationship with my dad, and I would stay with him one week in a month. At 16, he had my brother with my stepmom, and I had to see the same man who called me a failure be the best dad to my brother. At 18, I cut my dad and his family off, with the exception of my grandparents and my uncle. One year ago, my grandfather passed away, and at his funeral I saw my dad and his family. My dad briefly looked at me, and then turned his head down in shame. My uncle came up to me, he said he understood if I didn't want to talk to my dad, but asked if I would talk with my brother. I said yes, and I met with him outside. We had a great conversation and in the last year he's met my wife and children and we have a good relationship. A few days ago, my brother asked why I don't talk to our dad. I told him what I wrote here and more. In the end, I told him that our dad wasn't good to me, but that didn't mean he should stop talking to him. Yesterday, my uncle called me and said my brother and my father fought because of what I shared with my brother. I don't really know what OP could be the jerk here for, they were just sharing the truth just being factual about why you don't have a relationship with somebody. It's not like OP was trying to instigate anything. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not vacating the public oval so a private school football team can practice? As a new year's resolution, my friends and I agree to do more fun cardio. Our area is pretty built up, so we go down to the local community oval and play 3v3 soccer. We swapped from Wednesday afternoons to Thursday last week and this was the first time we ran into the issue. We're running about as normal until a dozen or so kids and a few adults pile out of the local private school bus. The oval's big, so we make sure we're only using a little corner. One of the coaches comes up to us and says, I'll get you guys to finish up. We're just about to start our practice session. We ask if we can just use a corner, but he insists they need the whole oval. We're a bit confused, but clear out nonetheless. Maybe they can book the oval? Instead of going straight home, I duck to the shops for a drink. Walking back past, I'm annoyed to see them just doing ball drills and sprints and stuff that could easily be done in a quarter of the oval. I do some research and confirm there is no way to book the ovals, they're a shared community resource. Every day I drive past the private school and they have three immaculately kept ovals privately fenced in. I keep thinking back to my public school that didn't even have an oval and for sports festivals we needed to walk over to the public fields and we would share with whoever was there. Thursday comes around as I drive home. I make note of the three completely empty fields at the school, two national rugby league and a cricket fields, before I join my friends at the oval. We get about 20 minutes into our game before the bus rocks up again. As last time, the coach wanders over and tells us to pack it up so they can start practice. I ask them, since they're just doing drills, if we can share and that we'll stay out of their way. Sorry guys, no can do. I ask why they don't use one of the school's ovals. They say those are National Rugby League and Cricket ovals. We're an AFL team. I point out this is a public oval for everyone. At this point, the coaches all come over and start asking why we're being so di- Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Difficult and uncooperative, they start saying that we're jerks and getting in the way of kids enjoying sports. At this point, I put my foot down saying we're going to stay, we were here first, and they're welcome to share with us. They get to practice, and there is more than enough space for us to coexist. But about 20 minutes later, a cop car parks up next to the oval and two cops walk over to us. They ask what we're doing, and we explain it's 3v3 soccer. They ask us to be mindful to share the oval before going over to talk with the coaches. As they're leaving, I ask them what it's all about, and they tell me they had a call from someone that we were disrupting the sports team, but as long as we aren't getting in their way, they can't see anything wrong. So we're pretty sure they called the cops on us because we wouldn't leave. I think it's complete crap that a private school can come in and just annex public facilities, but the coach's looks made me feel like I was being a jerk. I just pray and hope that OP and their friends don't stop going here. Keep it up and regularize sharing that field because it is a public facility. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not eating the birthday cake my mother-in-law got me? My 24-year-old female birthday was this past weekend, and I'm still getting crap from some family over this and want to get some outside opinions. Mother-in-law doesn't have the greatest relationship, but we tolerate each other. My husband and I don't have a very conventional marriage as he works from home and I took over my family's business a few years ago and work full-time there 8 to 5. Due to this, he takes over most of the household chores, such as cooking, cleaning, etc., since he's home more. My mother-in-law is very old school and doesn't think this is right. Due to this, she's become very cold to me over the past few years. So my birthday was this past weekend, and on Sunday, my husband planned a family dinner to celebrate at our house. My mom and grandma insisted on bringing slash cooking all of my favorite foods for the dinner. My mother-in-law caught wind of this and I guess wanted to pitch in and help too, so she offered to get the birthday cake. She asked my husband what kind I like, and he told her anything chocolate or tiramisu. He also told her that I hate fruity cakes, lemon, raspberry, etc. Evening of my birthday rolls around and everything's going smoothly until it's time for cake. My mother-in-law and my mom both went into the kitchen. Mother-in-law was unboxing the cake and my mom was grabbing plates and utensils. Apparently, my mom took a glance at the cake and asked if the cake was for me. My mother-in-law was like, yes, obviously. My mom was like, oh no, I guess no one informed you that my name doesn't like fruity cakes. Her favorites are anything chocolate and tiramisu. My mother-in-law was like, no, they informed me of her preference. I just saw this cake at the store and thought it looked lovely. Plus, it would be nice for OP to try something different. My mom left the kitchen because she didn't want to make a scene on my birthday. Mother-in-law brought the cake out, and my husband immediately confronted her when he saw it and was like, Mom, is this cake for OP? 
She was like, yes, I thought it would be nice for us to try something different. Anyway, I'm an adult and it's just a cake. I wasn't about to make some huge scene about a cake. So the cake was cut and mother-in-law offered me a slice. And I just politely declined and ate some of the other desserts at the table. Fruit, chocolate-covered strawberries, etc. She immediately got offended and said she finds it extremely insulting that I'm not eating any of the cake that she specifically bought for me on my birthday. I just simply told her, well, I appreciate you getting the cake, but my husband and I made it clear that I don't like fruity cakes and you knew this. She said I was being extremely disrespectful and selfish and stormed out with my father-in-law. She's been contacting both my husband and I, saying how I need to apologize for my behavior. We've also been getting crap from my sister-in-laws and I feel kind of bad now for not just eating the cake. Am I the jerk? They knew what they were doing. Don't let them shame you and make you feel bad on your birthday because they got something you expressed you didn't like. This next story is, am I the jerk for not buying all new underwear for work? I, 22-year-old male, am a lead teacher in a 3K classroom, three-year-olds. I have two assistant teachers in the classroom, both middle-aged women. I do a lot of running around and activities with the children, so the center has literally told me to wear athletic clothing to work. I'm fine with that. I typically wear a t-shirt and either athletic shorts or joggers. Now, I'm a tall guy, think six foot six, so obviously I have to bend down a lot if I'm working with three-year-olds. Apparently, sometimes when I bend down, the top of my underwear shows over my shorts, and one of my assistant teachers insists on commenting every time. She'll say stuff like, I see London, I see France, and even comment on the colors. She'll make comments on it not being professional. I want to clarify that my boss has come in to watch me teach many times and has not made any comments. Yesterday, my boss pulls me over and says the assistant teacher has made some complaints about my attire. She suggested I wear more muted underwear to work if it's going to be visible. Not only was it incredibly embarrassing to have to hear my boss talk about my underwear, but doing so would require me to literally go out and buy all new underwear. All my current underwear are pretty bright colors except for one pair of white briefs, and I'm not even sure it still fits me to be honest. I want to be clear that the issue is not that my underwear shows maybe once or twice a day. She even admitted that that's a natural part of being bent over so much, but the fact that it's apparently attention-grabbing. This is incredibly embarrassing, and I want to know if I'm the jerk if I simply ignore it, as all my other feedback has been good and I can't imagine them firing me over this. This is honestly hilarious. It might be nice to invest a little bit more in athletic shorts that have really good drawstrings you can tie tight so you don't have underwear exposed. But regardless, this request is ridiculous and frankly, I think kind of inappropriate. It's more or less trying to dictate what kind of underwear a coworker is wearing. That's just weird. Our next story is, am I the jerk? Husband leaves me alone after surgery. I, female, 33, had same-day surgery. I wasn't allowed to drive myself to and from the hospital and was to have someone with me for 24 hours following surgery. I asked my husband, male, 33, to take me there and to take care of me. He agreed, which was a big reason I went ahead with it. My husband runs a busy company and it's difficult for him to step away. Bit of background, we have four children together, under six in our blended family and childcare duties fall mainly to me. 
I also work full time. I just recently gave birth to our son. My husband begrudgingly takes me to the hospital. Once I'm settled, I said it was fine for him to leave as long as he was back when I woke up from surgery. I called him an hour or so later to let him know I was going back and they would call him when I was going into recovery before they brought me back to the room. I get out of recovery and was obviously very loopy from anesthesia. My husband wasn't there, but the nanny was. I had to stay longer than I expected because I had some small complications afterwards. My husband finally got there as I was getting dressed and being put in the wheelchair to leave. He was annoyed with me for calling and texting asking where he was. He takes me home in silence. When we get back, I finally eat some chicken soup and the nanny suggests she takes the kids so I can nap for a few hours. I agree and ask my husband not to go far. I woke up shortly after they leave with vomiting and needed my medicine, which is in my husband's vehicle, and he's not here. I call him and it goes straight to voicemail repeatedly. I finally get a hold of him and he's working in the next county over, explaining that he's going to finish up and head home. It's a 30 minute drive and then he continues to work for a while. When he gets home, I'm crying and he's very upset with me. We argue and then the nanny brings home the baby about 5 minutes after he gets there. He explained that he rearranged his whole day because of my surgery and I'm very ungrateful. I explained that I'm not even supposed to be alone and he left to go to a county over and took my medicine with him. I stay up most of the night caring for the baby alone and he left early this morning, saying not to call him if I need anything because I don't appreciate it anyways. Am I the jerk for being upset? Does anybody else agree this guy just kinda sounds awful? Our next story is, am I the jerk for telling my friend she has absolutely no room to talk after she said I was eating myself to death? A little backstory so it'll help you understand my situation better. I, 15 year old female, have IBS, and because of this I'm slightly underweight. For instance, I'm 5 foot 2 and 100 pounds. Anyway, my friend, let's call Amy, has some weird obsession with my condition. Like, she'll make weird comments about how I'm too skinny and how I need to eat better if I ever want to gain weight and basically get healthy. It really annoys me sometimes because she's literally overweight herself and has absolutely no room to talk. So I normally just ignore whatever BS comes out of her mouth for my sanity. So fast forward to around lunch. My friend group and I went to McDonald's because our school food is absolute crap. Anyways, I go to order and Amy decides to ask me if I'm really gonna eat that with my condition in the absolute snarkiest tone. That's when I lose it and ask her, where do you have any room to say that while you've just ordered two double quarter pounders, a 20 piece and a McFlurry? She literally goes absolutely feral after I said that and told me that I was eating myself to death and she just wants to help and how I had no right food shaming her. That's when I say she was literally food shaming me because I have a medical condition that's none of her freaking business and she had no right commenting on. We argued for a while after that and she eventually left the McDonald's. That's when half of my friend group left with her and told me I went too far and she was generally trying to help, while the other half was on my side saying how Amy was definitely in the wrong and how she had no right to chime in like she did. I honestly feel kind of bad, but I don't at the same time. So I came to Reddit to get y'all's opinions. So am I the jerk? This next story is, 
Am I the jerk for not taking my daughters when my ex gave birth? My ex-wife Emma and my wife Laura were pregnant around the same time. Laura was about 10 weeks ahead of Emma. In November, Laura gave birth to our son a few days after his due date. Three days after he and Laura came home, I received a panicked call from my sister-in-law asking if I could take my daughters, nine-year-old female twins, as Emma had been taken to hospital the night before and was being taken for a C-section. Sister-in-law and my brother had taken the girls in overnight but weren't able to take them for long due to lack of space, as they have four children themselves. Sister-in-law said that Emma was looking at a minimum of five days in the hospital, and then the baby would need to stay in the hospital for a while. The baby came home just before Christmas. I told my sister-in-law that we couldn't take the girls because we just had our son and we were wanting to spend the time just bonding as a family of three. Sister-in-law angrily told me that having my new son didn't cancel out the fact that I already had two daughters. I apologized and told her that I couldn't take them in right now, but I would send her some money to help out while they have the girls. If we hadn't just brought him home, I would have taken the girls in. But Laura and I had already decided that we didn't want any guests for the first few weeks, and I had told Emma this. While Emma was in the hospital, the girls stayed with sister-in-law and my brother another night before they went to stay with Emma's husband's parents. While the baby was in the hospital, because Emma and her husband were spending most of their time at the hospital, they were cared for a lot by Emma's in-laws, or my sister-in-law and brother. After a week or so, Laura and I offered to take the girls, but they told us they didn't want to stay because we were more focused on our son. It did feel like they were just parroting what they'd heard from the adults around them, though admittedly with the sleepless nights I did forget some things such as the video call with the girls. After the baby came home and everything was settled down with Emma, she sent me a long email in the middle of the night explaining that she was disappointed in my actions and thought that I would see that this is a medical emergency and I wouldn't need to be asked to take them in. I told her that we had just had our son and I had to think about his needs as well, especially when there was plenty of people around them to care for them. Emma's told me that any communication is now to go through the lawyer because she's fed up of dealing with me and is going to take me to court to get full custody instead of 50-50. I didn't think it was unreasonable to not take them in, given we had just had a baby. Laura wants me to fix it, as we can't afford my child maintenance more than doubling if Emma gets full custody. Am I the jerk for not taking my daughters in? So, let me get this straight. You mean to tell me that they were having an emergency C-section and they needed you and your current wife to watch your twin daughters? who are 9 years old, and you said you can't because you want to be focusing on your family of 3? You do all of that and somehow stand there trying to say that you're not the jerk? I mean, is this not clear cut? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 